cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz in days. My name is Dabuhoma Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz right here on Cliff Central. I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my boy Bulelani Bulelani. Bala, Bala. <laughs> I love, I love how you rhyme. Who was it? Was it Leia? Um, that yeah, one yeah, yeah. was dying to introduce you the way I introduced My you. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at it thinking to myself, what is going on here? Yeah. And, no, I'm, and I'm very excited to be in. I was not expecting you today, dude. I wasn't even thinking I was coming in. That's why I came in wearing shorts. But I told you, January is my short month, the whole entire month. I had a meeting. Two, three got cancelled at the office and then I'm here. So I'm very excited to be in studio. Um, actually, I'd like to play much more of an observer role today. <laughs> okay. yeah, but, 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 but you're going to tell me more about this short thing, eh? The what? We, you, with you, January and shots. No, 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 no. I think, I think for me, it's more of a, you know, I feel more relaxed. I feel more free spirited. You know, I feel like I can fly. It was a bit of an awkward thing. <laughs> it was a bit of an awkward thing when, cause, cause I came, I came from, uh, Redison Hotel. I had a meeting there. So the director walked in and I was in shorts mm-hmm. and I had to explain. <laughs> yeah. But it was a very, it ended up, ended up being a very funny one. No, but today I'm expecting, I'm expecting you in January. You need to be rocking up a suit like Mr. Mzong. Like, yeah, you know, and when are you deciding to be working a short? And I think I think Mr. Mzandile would rather give his procurement deal to me because he sees I'm a working man. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, but uh, is January good, taking good care of you? Yeah, man. January, um, it, it, we rebranded the whole office. Um, I saw pictures on social yeah, media. We painted uh, the paving blue, the roof blue. And the fence blue, bright mm-hmm. blue. So we're a branding agency, by the way. So we went crazy on it. We're going to do some art. I'm very excited about 2017. I hope you had a budget for that. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Savings, actually. Is it? Savings. Oh, you had a savings? Yes. Oh, okay. No, definitely. No, I like that because, I mean, that is what we're speaking about today. I mean, entrepreneurs need to be advised on how to work within the budget. I mean, because now what happens is that every year they get stuck in the debt and there's no progress. I mean, most of us coming from the December um, vibe and whatsoever, we come January, all of us are broke, all because of poor planning and being unable to work on a budget. Saving is very important because entrepreneurs and people in general aren't guaranteed the same income every month. Um, you know, obviously, if you are employed, you might get injured, you might get sick. Sometimes you even run out of leave days for you to get paid for those days. And if you're a businessman, it's even worse being a businessman, being a businesswoman, or even for that matter, I mean, freelancers um, that are in the broadcasting space. You might have a salary this month, the next month, definitely you don't. I mean, there are good and bad months in each and every one of us. So if, I mean, there's money aside, there's entrepreneurs, um, I mean, that like us, that we try to avoid and actually save up. I mean, like you, my brother, you had a savings, hence now, I mean, you were fixing up things, painting things blue, eh? Yeah, it became easier that way, you know, and something that I learned from um, a couple of years back. So mm-hmm. when I spoke to uh, one of my mentors, what he said that whatever you average a month, try and have three times that in your reserves. Mm. So mm. it's a bit hard having mm. three okay, times you, that. You, you need to repeat that. that. <laughs> you need to repeat. You need to repeat that. You, you so, were taught what? So his advice to me was 
Mm-hmm. If you could at least have three months worth of however much you either make or your overheads and, and some of your expenses for three months so mm-hmm. that if anything goes wrong, mm-hmm. you're at least covered for the next three months. No, no, so, no. I mean, I'm not at the three months yet, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere. No, no definitely. Uh, I mean, today in studio, we have an amazing guest, I mean, who are going to share with us, I mean, um, some of, I mean, um, the interesting strategies, I hope. Um, on saving and I'm on the most vigilant approach to ensure a clean bill of health. I mean, for your business and for definitely your financial, um, services, uh, your financial, um, status. Um, that is, I mean, let me take this opportunity to welcome Mr. Uh, Vickers Oliver uh, from Debt Management Expert. Uh, okay, who's a debt management ex- expert? You're from DebtSave, right? That's correct. No, definitely. Let me take as well to well take this opportunity um, to welcome in studio the legal advisor for NCR, being the national credit regulator, Miss uh, Nosipo Zikisha. Um, I, did I pronounce that correct, right? Zigisha. Oh, okay. Can you pull the mic close to you? We've got headphones, guys. Don't be shy. Be at home. You know, put headphones so that you're able to definitely um, hear each other. And um, the third, we've got, last but not least, we've got Mr. Mzwande Le Petros, who's the executive chairman of IFM um, Information X uh, Business Intelligence and Investigation and Advisory. Um, but I guess um, Mr. Mzwani is going to tell us more um, about the, the issue of, of saving. It's definitely something that is very close um, to my heart. Coming back after this, I'm going to be definitely going straight to our guests. They're going to tell us who they are, what is it that they do, and you're going to hear more as to why we have them today on the show. We'll be back right after this. Find as the purchase of financial products or services or other items of value with an expectation of favorable returns in the future, resulting in the growth of the original investment. You work hard to support your family and achieve your financial goals. It's important that your money work as hard as you do. Why is it important for you to invest? Financial independence and security. The future is uncertain. Investing wisely gives you financial freedom and security over the years, especially for unexpected and unplanned expenditures. Safeguard against inflation. As prices increase, the value of money decreases. Investments help counter inflationary pressures so that you can maintain a certain standard of living throughout your life, especially after retirement. Achieve your personal financial goals. Investments help you achieve your personal financial goals as well as fulfill the desires of your family members. These may be short-term goals such as buying a car or taking a holiday overseas or long-term goals, which could include buying a luxurious apartment, funding your children's education and their marriage, increases wealth. Investment creates wealth. As you invest regularly over a period of time, your net worth is likely to grow, adding to your sense of security. There are several ways in which you could invest. These include purchasing property, individual stocks, mutual funds, corporate debt, government bonds, gold, liquid funds and fixed deposits. Of these, mutual funds which are managed by experienced professionals are a preferable option. Mutual funds give an opportunity to participate in the potential upside provided by the stock market via investment in a diversified portfolio, thus minimizing risk. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme-related documents carefully. To invest with UTI, Please call toll-free on 1-800-221-230 or 
SMS invest to 5676756. Yes, definitely. We're speaking uh, saving and budgeting. So I just thought maybe let me play that little tune around investing because obviously um, you won't be able to invest until you're able to save or even budget uh, for that matter. Like I've introduced some of the guests that we have in studio. Let me go straight to Mr. Oliver. Mr. Oliver, say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is that you do. Afternoon to all the listeners out there. Um, I'm with DebtSafe. We're a debt management company. We do debt counseling and uh, you know, debt management type things where we help over-indebted consumers to get out of debt and uh, to live a debt-free life. Mm. You said you help over-indebted um, consumers get out of debt. Mm. Somebody was uh, was telling me, in fact, to say once you've gone through um, debt counseling, mm. uh, that becomes a record onto your credit uh or your TransUnion credit report mm-hmm. for some time to come. So some people don't advise that you go under debt cancelling. I don't know whether mm-hmm. is it a myth or is it something that is true. Would you rectify that one? Yeah, it's a it's personal opinion of, of consumers out there, I think. But they must remember what debt counselling is all about. It's a rehabilitative process. And whilst you're on under debt review, you cannot apply for any new credit. And that flag on the credit bureau is exactly there to keep you from applying for new credit while you are paying back your your creditors at this point in time because they negotiate a payment plan, mm-hmm. there's fixed installments, they work out a budget for you which is quite strict and you need to stick to it because the Credit Act is wonderful. It gives you this remedy of, of debt counseling. But you get one chance. You need to pay your installments. And if you apply for new credit, there's additional installments that don't fit into this payment plan that's been negotiated. Mm-hmm. And it's just a measure of security. So um, after you finish, you get a Form 19, which is a clearance certificate, and your name gets cleared, removed from the credit bureau. How long is that entire process? Average three years. Hmm. Average three years. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I've heard that you've worked for Dicasa. I mean, can you kindly share with us some of the experience and how is that contributing to your current job? Yeah, I've, I was the CEO for the Debt Counseling Association of South Africa. Okay. Um, it's been a while back now. Um, but I think it, it gave me some insight in, in the industry. I've been in the industry since 2008. Um, and I've seen both sides of the coin. I've, I've seen the consumer side. I've seen the debt counsel side. I've dealt mm-hmm. with the credit providers. Um, so from a from a holistic point of view, I think uh, I know what's going on in the industry there. Mm. So we, in short, you're affirming that we've got the right person. Instead. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So then, I mean, um, then debt safe. Who is debt safe? DebtSafe uh, is a debt counseling company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our brand. We're the makers of new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we help the over-indebted consumers. Uh, is it your company? Do, do, do you get a job? Do you, do you work there? Do you have a job there? Uh, yeah, I'm the spokesperson for DebtSafe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe what kind of offering that you, you, you guys are offering? What kind of products are you offering? Um, I mean, you've just said that you help people get out of debt, but you've not really gone into detail into the product that you're offering. Yeah, we offer we offer debt review, okay. debt counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do short short term uh, insurance, credit life insurance, um, sequestration. That's the type of things that we do. So all the remedies to to get you out of debt, mm. we do it. Mm. Okay, but then are you in any debt, bro? No, no, I'm not. But I mean, I know quite a few people mm. who are in debt, and mm. I mean, I think that you know we must refer them. Ne? Yeah, it would definitely be yeah. a good okay. Maybe let, maybe before we refer them, mm. maybe let's ask debt save. How do you guys work? Do you guys charge for your service? Is it for free? Yeah, our, our fees are regulated by the NCR. 
They regulate. Uh, so they, they charge. Regulate. So they charge. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm glad that we've got a regulator in the house and, and from legal. So I've got a personal matter here that we need to address. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, just statistically speaking, all of the people you know, half of them should be over indebted according to the stats. And I think the NCR can back me. Okay. Yeah. So, um, most of South Africans, half of them are, are over indebted. The, consu- the credit active consumers. Mm. <laughs> but now, um, I've, I've, I've just returned uh, from an extensive trip in the state, um, you know, and in the UK. So you realize that in the states, credit is way of living. Mm. Credit is encouraged. Credit is, you know, mm. and when I tell them, say in Africa, we own shit. Excuse mm. my French. <laughs> it's like they look at you weird, you know. Mm. Are we are we slowly heading to to that point where we rely on nothing but credit? So most definitely, I think um, economic times force people to rely on credit just to get by on a month to month basis. That's why you've seen the payday loans boom over the mm-hmm. last couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the wrong way of going about things. I think. Um, if if you if you're not saving, you spoke earlier about saving. If you're not saving, then it means you're making debt, and and it's a mindset change that we as South African consumers need to. Mm, you to need change. to you need to repeat that. If you're not saving, it means you're creating debt. You're creating debt. That's and true. Black Friday. You remember that? Yeah, it yeah, came to yeah. South Africa now, and. We are consuming and consuming. South African consumers need to stop consuming. They need to cultivate a simpler lifestyle. Close your spending circle. That's that's what we need to do as consumers. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I think this one. Um, maybe let, 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 let me let me bring in Sis Nosipo. Uh, maybe Sis Nosipo, take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is it, what is it that you do. Um, afternoon to the listeners. My name is Nosipo Zikishe. I'm a legal advisor at the National Credit Regulator. Yes. Okay. So I'm just briefly going to explain to li- the listeners that where do we fit in in the picture. Nosipo, I don't know what's happening with your mic. You know, it's it's it sounds a bit low. Okay. Um, okay do you want to come closer? Okay. Let's try again. All right. Um, so I just want to explain to listeners out there how mm-hmm. the National Credit Regulator or the National Credit Act fits in, in what Rickers has already explained. Okay. Um, the Act came into effect on the 1st of June 2007. Basically, it's just to um, offer protection to consumers out there. Um, we register debt counselors, credit providers, ADRs, and payment distribution agency. So basically, we're just there to oversee that the the consumers are treated fairly when it comes to the cre- um, credit spending. Um, so uh, that's what I will say right now. Hmm. Okay. So then, let's say now you've seen that the the creditors are treated are not treated fairly. What powers do you have as a national regulate credit regulator um, to take that up for us? What we stress um, in particular is that consumers need to be aware of their rights, mm-hmm. their credit rights. One, consumer has a right to um, apply for credit, but that right is also limited, right? If you as a consumer are experiencing that you, one of your rights were infringed, uh, we come in, we um, on compliance side, and on enforcement, and you can just lodge a complaint with us and see how we can best uh, resolve that complaint. Mm. Okay. So now, I mean, we we find um, that there's a lot of there's a lot of um, service providers 
out there. Um, I mean, right now we're seeing ads yeah. that are saying, "Are you are you blacklisted? Are you on credit bureau? Do you want to buy a car? Uh, do you want to do this and that? You know, come through." And it seems like there's a way of manipulating um, the credit system um, to actually get those people cars. And right now, once those people don't qualify, it's a, um, you know, they get approved in a year or so. I mean, um, those cars get taken and kids are starving and all of those things. But for me, I would think having you as a regulator, I mean, we shouldn't be having these problems that we're having right now. We shouldn't be. Um, number one, unfortunately, as much as we try to uh, make sure that there's compliance, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we're not as far-reaching because consumers are not aware what should happen and what shouldn't happen. Um, we are hands-on with, um, it's called negative marketing strategies that they would use to obviously entice consumers to enter mm. into credit. Um, if you said it's negative what? Marketing okay. strategies that they would use to entice you as a consumer to come and apply for credit. Mm. So those are unacceptable. Um, it shouldn't be that you are enticed to come and apply for credit mm. in a negative way, right? Mm-hmm. So such as blacklisted um, or you are welcome to come and apply, no credit checks, those um, unfortunately are, are not acceptable as we as the regulator uh, feel strongly about that and um, we do take enforcement actions against those. As a consumer, you need to apply for credit their credit provider needs to do a credit check. It's compulsory. It's a requirement in terms of the act. Mm-hmm. They need to do uh, what we call an affordability assessment. Um, they need to take into account your salary. Your, they need to um, request certain documentation from you as a consumer, such as your payslip, your bank statement, and take into account your credit uh, report and see what is in there. Um, and luckily we've changed uh, or we've amended the National Credit Act to make sure that consumers are not abused or they do not fall prey to such. Mm. Okay. And, and I mean, um, we've got a, a credit ombudsman now. Um, how does that help consumers? Um, in terms of the act, we are also required to have relations with other bodies, but I cannot speak for the credit ombudsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got memorandum of understanding where um, consumers are not necessarily complaining about the um, alleged contravention of the Act, but it's something uh, like a contractual obligation that the consumer had to do but didn't do, mm. such I, as surely falling mm. short on payments, mm. then we can refer you to the credit ombudsman. Yeah. I, I think, I think Bulelani and Asana, let's have, let's have the credit ombudsman. Mm. You know, let's have the, the credit ombudsman, let's have the SARS ombudsman. <laughs> you know, let's have all the ombudsmen. I mean, up in this house, and I mean, you know, let's have a discussion amongst the ombudsmen. Because right now, you see, she can't give us answers with certain things because of contractuals and limitations um, <laughs> that 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 go. I mean, um, with with the, what the contract what, that has been signed. What do you think? No, man, I definitely think that that would help because I, I think that quite a lot of people are not educated with regards to the NCR, mm. and I think mm. the conversation around how. You could regulate and how, how I think, I think a lot of stores, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or business owners are manipulating. Mm-hmm. I think through what she was talking about with regards to the negative mm-hmm. marketing. I mean, in some places you're told that you can't even return goods. Mm-hmm. You've taken them, you've taken them. And as a premise, people think that that is 
what stands. But I think if people know the basics, they'll be able to defend themselves Mm-mm. in conversations yeah. with the law, not with guns. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> definitely. Now, in fact, let me go to Mr. Mzwandile Petros, uh, the executive chairman of IFEM. Uh, Mr. Mzwandile, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is that you do? Good afternoon. I'm Mzwandile Petros, as indicated, I'm one of the directors of the IFEM. Oh, okay. Um, as the executive chairman, so so we've got the right person. We've got so the executive chairman. So it means we've got the decision making power. No? I do, yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. I had to get that out of the way. No, I do. So, <laughs> so do you, can you tell us more about um, IFM? No, the IFM is a company of two directors. Okay. And uh, it's two people who retired pensioners, myself mm-hmm. and my my co-director. And uh, we formed the company at the backdrop of the work that we've been doing for more than 30 years, both of us. Okay. It's, it's 60-ish, if we can say, 60 years experience, him in investigations, myself in intelligence. Oh, okay. We were commissioners of police. I was a commissioner of police for 10 years in the Western Cape and Gauteng. He mm. was a commissioner of police in Bumalanga. Oh, okay. So, so the IFM, you guys deal with investigations? Invest- criminal investigations. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what inspired you, though, um, to start this kind of business, besides the fact that you guys have been in the space for, for whatever years? Look, what we've been experiencing working as, as, as police officials at the senior level mm. is to pick up the people that were involved in serious corruption and, and uh, fraud. Per se. Mm. I was going to link on what uh, Mr. Oliver was saying here, that if you don't save, you get in debt. But on the other hand, if you don't get in debt, you defraud other people. You actually use other people's money. Mm-hmm. So we come in handy there in terms of, of, of doing that. If yeah. you're working for the state, you'll mm. go to the state and defraud the state or say these things about the, the corruption. Yeah. So, I mean, good thing that, Mr. Mzwandile, um, you are here. I actually wanted to bring you on later on the show, but, I mean, this, I think, has, has become a build-up because now we've got a lot of fraudulent um, applications, credit applications, mm-hmm. um, like I was making them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are buying cars they don't afford. Uh, people are buying houses. So, in fact, it, it's a way of manipulating the system in a way. Mm. And 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 um, right now, obviously, people get approved. Mm. I must say, some of them um, I know I've heard that um, they might not qualify, but they need this so much, and they live up to their credit in terms of paying and this and this and this. Or in fact, they even needed this for their big break, whether being in business or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact that it's fraud. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes obviously a slip when now those that have done this but now cannot afford to pay. That's why we had a big um, case. I don't know if you guys remember with standard banks that people were being approved for for home loans mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. they didn't qualify mm-hmm. for. I know that is really dis, um, disassembled us as a country or in the economy. So now as a person that, that has been in the police force and now does with investigation, um, you know, do, do now... Because some of the majority of these people are not caught because no one is reporting them. Mm. You know, do you think our police system is, is engineered um, or is prepared to handle these things? Because I think right now crime is becoming more and more intelligent. Look, that that kind of work needs to be done by private companies like ourselves. When you are to give that to anybody, you need to be in a position to verify the information. Mm. The unfortunate thing is that people are depending on the documents that are given to them. Mm. There's no investigation, mm. background investigation mm. that is done. Mm. And of course, some of the time that the people are aged to be getting the credit and uh, not necessarily giving the credit because they have to be making business mm. and not verifying whether, you know, I'll make an example, for instance, 
some people give an address. Then when you start tracking down the person, you'll find that it's just an open stand. Mm-hmm. There's there's no house mm-hmm. in the place. That is, yeah. It's just a simple thing that people needed to be in a position to verify the information that is given to them. Mm-hmm. So at some stage, you'll find that some of the people who, who, who are actually getting these problems didn't do any background mm-hmm. check on the people that they are still doing business mm-hmm. with. Yeah, but I'm sure you guys are expensive, man. It, uh, expensive, you, expensive but, is but a relative. It's a relative but, but, uh, term. It's actually but, 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 a relative. It's, 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 it's a relative. It's a relative term. No, it's no, it's a relative term. It depends what uh, what equipment you will be using to be able to track people down. Mm. Because it, it, it's actually, you know, as Oliver is saying, is that they were managing, the, you know, their counselling people and then debt management and all those things. When that fails, the person who's owed money is going to want his money. So we need to be in a position to come to me and say, we borrowed this person so much money and we're not getting them. Or we defrauded so much money because this person was in debt, wanted to get this money and pay that person. So we come in. Mm. Depending as to what skills we'll be using, then you definitely have to compensate mm. Mr. Mzoni is answering me like a politician. (laughs) (laughs) And I could already think of a couple of people that owe me money. Maybe we could definitely talk after the show. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, we're having this conversation about um, debt and credit. You know, I've always, I've often, I think as an aspiring entrepreneur, I've often found it very, um, very challenging when you want to go and apply for stuff that you know very well that you will pay Hmm. for, similarly to Hmm. what they was talking about. Hmm. And then you are told that, you would then need to have a track record of credit somewhere, mm. someone mm. you owe. Mm. And I think that to me personally, that's mm. where I think the problem lies mm. where in order for me to owe you, I need to first have owed someone else, mm. you know, because as it, uh, for, for it then to be proof that I can actually service this particular debt, mm. it becomes very crippling. And I think that that's one of the things I'm not condoning it. That way you get people on the side now coming up with ideas and plans to then say that, you know, and let me take the Wuhu's face and put it mm. on my ID. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get that thing or change my ID or mm-hmm. change my document. And people do it all the time. They apply for stuff. They put I the wrong salaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think that, you know, I don't know if the credit regulator, you could help us only as entrepreneurs <laughs> there. You know, I don't know. But I think um, it's been an industry practice that... I would make an example with a student who just came from university. Mm. You've never owned an account. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you're earning a salary, um, and you want to open a, well, you want to take up car financing. They've got a right there to say, well, we, we know that you're fresh from university. In fact, they also have risk, uh, mechanisms mm. in place mm. that they set out. Mm. As, as uh, credit providers, other than the fact they need to comply with the National Credit Act. Um, so they, they will say in terms of their risk policies in place that you've never owned, um, you've never conducted credit before. So go and demonstrate mm-hmm. that you can actually conduct yeah. yourself. So it's based on consumer conduct. Mm-hmm. They can say that. That is bad. <laughs> that is actually, so bad that, think, that you're sending people to slavery. Not necessarily, but look at it this way, that you've never, you've never, you always bought chappies on, you've been handed money over. You've never owned money mm-hmm. that is responsible mm-hmm. to you. So as a responsible adult, you need to prove yourself that you're worthy of conducting credit. Mm. As opposed to cash So okay. go and open a okay. small 
But you know the good thing about doing this show, ne? It's businessmen that are doing this show. So now, obviously, we experience this firsthand. But you know, the one thing that kills me, good things is no surprise here. So to say, I'm a boss, you're a boss. Yeah. We've got employees mm. that we pay salaries on a month-to-month basis, mm. yeah. but they would decline you getting credit or getting a bond or buying mm. a car. Mm. But however, my employees they'll definitely they'll give definitely give them. I'm the source. I'm the originator of this money. Mm. Don't you think I'm the one that needs to be approved more than she gets approved? <laughs> I think it's on a case-to-case. I don't mm. think they necessarily look at a wider variety or a scope. But I'm it's, here it's, to see a, a businessman. <laughs> But I get what you're saying, but it's more personalized. It's based on the information mm. uh, you, 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 you've uh, put forth. And you must also remember, as compared to somebody who just owns a, um, a, a store account, mm-hmm. as opposed to you as a businessman who obviously have conducted credit before, you've got a track record as opposed to someone who only has one account. So hmm. that also takes in, uh, it's been taken into consideration. You, you know what the thing is? I think that because the, the, the policies in the beginning are so stringent and the banks won't finance us as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you find that most of your things are mm-hmm. cash. Mm-hmm. So the time now you really need more cash, even if your balance sheet mm-hmm. or your, mm-hmm. or your financials mm-hmm. look good, no one really cares no. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, the bank doesn't even care about mm-hmm. that. But yeah. Yeah. What I've seen, um, with entrepreneurs and, and credit, it gets complicated because the lines get blurry between what's business and what's personal. Mm-hmm. And so many entrepreneurs, especially when they first start out, they do it as a sole proprietor, mm. and then they somehow use their their own bank account to do their business transactions and everything. It's important for entrepreneurs to make sure that your your business and your personal stuff is separate mm. in the first place, mm. and then you need to employ yourself in your in your business. Yeah. Give yourself pay slips, um, sort of uh, do it like that way. It's not wrong. But um, it just makes things – it simplifies things for the mm-hmm. bank because the bank don't understand – necessarily understand your business. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, you see that one. Um, okay, that one is debatable somehow, Oliver. Because mm-hmm. um, I pay myself a – I pay myself – um, I give myself a pay slip. Mm-hmm. But whenever sometimes I go, um, you know, apply, it comes out to say he's the owner of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it means obviously I've got no senior that I report to. So then uh, it, mm. it becomes, so now it means I need to use my radio or my TV salary or my whatever, you know, mm. uh, additional income, you know, for, mm. Mm. for, for, mm. for that uh, credit application. And it's, yeah. it's challenging. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, it's, it's the bank's prerogative to decide who they want to, mm. to borrow money to mm. or not. Mm. And I think when it comes to that point and they need to escalate the investigation in terms of your affordability, if your payslip's not enough, at least you need to have proper management statements in mm. place so yeah. that you can mm-hmm. uh, prove that you do have this income. Yeah, yeah. you know, Belena, after what I'm going to do, I must tell this to the, to the listeners. Today, from the, I'm going to put no zipper on my speed dial. So you dare touch me, I'm going to ask you, do you know who I am? Do you? <laughs> I've got the regulator on my speed dial. <laughs> yeah, no, but definitely. So now, I mean, <laughs> Oliver, I mean, most of uh, our New Year's resolution need money. Uh, or include making more, uh, I mean, uh, making more money. But most of us don't have a good relationship with money. I mean, because we lose it along the way or we mishandle it. I mean, as, as, as debt save, I mean, how can you, um, help us uh, improve our relationship with money? 
Jenny, if you, it's all about education and, and, you know, the definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But if we don't do things different this year than we did last mm. year, it's not going to work. So we, we need to mm. find that way. And listen, I've preached this many times. It starts with a budget, starts with a strategy. You need to have financial goals. And if you don't, Put a strategy towards your goals It's just going to remain dreams hmm. um, We definitely need to work it And become aware of where you are in your finan- What's your financial reality In terms of cash flow Plugging those spending leaks um, that's, that's a very po- important part of 2017 in, in my opinion People need to be aware where their spending leaks are And then plug those hmm. leaks hey. No, you know I hear this word get thrown around Financial goals Do you know what financial goals are? I've got a very um, white throne assumption, but I leave it to the experts. <laughs> <laughs> I de- yes. de- definitely, I, I'll, I'll make an example. I can yeah. call somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, who is there? Katleho. Mm. Can you please come here? Mm. Wait. Yeah. No. I want. I want to. Like I'm. Trying, I can call anybody that side. Yeah. And and um, I can even call three people <laughs> that side, and I ask them the question that you uh, what you've just said. Mm. You know. And I bet you. None of us know the answer or what the heck are you talking about? Maybe white people know or understand um what this thing is. <laughs> can you can you <laughs> can you just pull um uh, Nosipo's mic? Um how are you? Uh, I'm good, thanks. I just feel ambushed at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, you are ambushed. I mean we, we we're talking a very serious issue. We're talking the issue of credit and debt. Okay. So now I'm telling you. can ask me my credit score because I don't know. No, no, no. Um, no don't Problem worry. number one. Yeah. Minus <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, minus one. Oh, okay, yeah. No, but good thing, you see, those that mess you up, you're sitting next to the regulator, so she can. Do, I told her I'm going to have her on speed down. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So now, Oliver is telling me about uh, financial plan and financial goals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what is that? You can ask me, Bulelani doesn't know. So I'm telling you, I can call anybody there, you know? And I bet even people watching, they don't know what financial goals or financial planning is. Do you know what financial goal is? No. So I feel like I don't know. Trick what I'm supposed to know. know. <laughs> exactly, that's okay. the thing. So I'm just trying to prove to him that I don't know. Maybe is maybe it's a white answer. Is Vaughn uh-huh. there? Yes. Okay. Maybe uh, let's call Vaughn. Maybe let's let's check with Vaughn. Maybe maybe. <laughs> 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 no, it's good. You're making my case stronger. You're making my case stronger. <laughs> so, it's true. Yeah, yeah. so maybe yeah, because I I think it's something that that uh, for 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 us I think because you know what I want the the purpose of the show it's it's to inform and educate. Yeah, get practical. And 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 this we we're dealing with real issues with real people. Mm-hmm. So I bet there's people that are watching there as well. I know they're probably commenting on the podium to say they don't even know what that is. Mm. So you know, um, for me I don't know. I don't want to be sitting and thinking maybe you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's a white answer that gets thrown out there Oh, you know Listen, oh, so, so why don't we get practical about it What What is financial goals? Maybe let's start Let's there. take a few mm. examples mm. So let's talk about short, medium and long term goals mm-hmm. So your short term goals would be typically something like um, Like I mentioned earlier, plugging your spending leaks okay. um, That would be a good goal To identify where is my money going Because I go to the ATM, I withdraw a thousand rands Yes, it come tomorrow it's gone, and I'm, I've got no record of what happened to my cash. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the month, I'm struggling to re- make my debt repayments. <coughs> so trying to identify where I spend my money and where I can save money, that is a, that's a financial goal that I, we can I, start I want us to, 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 to make an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go try and do it. 
I want you to learn to go try and do it, and I want you to go try and do it, Asan. And and even if it, if it, even if it means we, it means we we we, we bring you back on because I know it's the one thing that I've been saying to say. You know what? Mm. Um, something I know I know something happened uh, last year before I left for the states that required me to for, for sort out or take out my bank statements and everything for the last two years. Yeah. I was shocked as to how much I've made in the last two years. But right now, mm. I can't really account for it. So, that's a problem. Yes. So now, g- g- can you tip us? So, where do we start? Do we take our bank statements? Yes. Do we start becoming spreadsheet men? How, how does it work? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a spreadsheet and a notebook and jotting down everything that you spend. It's a very romantic idea, but people don't do it. Mm. Do um, you have a notebook? No. No. I take my bank statements. So, I just discipline myself to minimize the amount of cash that I withdraw because I like to spend cash. Mm-hmm. And I spend it mostly on wine and chocolates for my wife. But uh, <laughs> it just flies out. But do, you know, do you know anything about that? No, no, that's not my wife. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, but uh, disciplining yourself to only have card transactions, which we do most of the time anyway. You, uh, the technology is now easy with with that tap card and everything, mm-hmm. so that you can build a, a track record for a month. Okay, and then at the end of the month, when you start doing your budget, that's mm. where the spreadsheet comes in. But then you do it with your bank statement right next to you, and you you check what you spent. If you spend it on a coffee every day. Listen, if you buy 20 bucks coffee every day on your way to work at the end of the year, it's, what's it, 12,000 rand about. Mm. So it adds up. That's where you're going to start identifying your spending leaks. Um, and you have to do it with bank statements. Okay. Can, can we both, can, can me and Bulalani try it? Uh, then, Bulalani, let, 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 let's, let's vouch. On air, that we're going to try, we're going to get our bank statements <laughs> for 2016. Uh, we're gonna see where we've been spending. <laughs> ne? Then from there, um, can we can we can we can we identify that? Then send it to you to to advise. You're more than welcome to. That'll be fantastic, actually, and I love spending. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll I'll put it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so everybody can see how much you guys make. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm not sure about about that part. <laughs> I know for a fact that I'm hiding sure. some money, yeah. bro. Yeah. Listen, I send it you. <laughs> yeah. So, send but I, yeah, no, definitely, no. Looking forward to it, uh, and and we're gonna definitely come back and talk about it on air. So, since no point, um, in 2014, April the first, I mean, the government gave people credit amnesty. Uh, I mean, how much did that help? And did people apply for a consolidation or got loans that could settle for their adverse account? Um, the amnesty was just there to assist consumers, to give them a second chance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen before we even um, granted the amnesty, there was one before, but it didn't give too much um uh, relief to consumers. Okay. So the amnesty was just there to say if you've got um, adverse classific- classified information listed on your bureau, mm-hmm. you'll be given a second chance. That information was if you're a slow payer, a defaulter, absconded, or bad debt written off. Mm. The retention period there was uh, about two years. Mm-hmm. So we said then because of the amnesty, that information will be removed. Then there was paid up judgments. You would remember in the past, 
when a judgment is loaded on your credit profile, you need to um, seek services of an attorney to rescind that. Um, and we all know that attorney services are quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So you were given an opportunity. That information was to be removed. So it was just for a period of time. It was about for three months. So I think it did mm. give relief um, to some consumers. It's a pity I don't have my stats today, mm-hmm. but it did uh, give consumers a second chance. Is it? So um, just a quick one. Uh, why, why is time flying? Are you, are you fast forwarding time? You know? No, no, this is not fair. And do you understand how important this <laughs> yeah. show today is? Uh, okay, I've got a, okay, maybe let me ask this question before I get to that one. When you apply for a loan and they give you a contract, after signing that contract, can you go five days late and cancel the application? Um, and what effects does that have on you? Okay, in terms of the act, um, you as a consumer are given a pre-agreement statement. It's a requirement. It sets out a summary of what you would need to pay for this loan, mm-hmm. right? That um, statement is valid for five days, mm-hmm. okay? So you can change your mind in between that time. Mm. If you then change your mind after the five days, there's consequences. Fortunately, you need to pay the money back if you decide that you don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. You need to pay it back. They will charge you interest for the time being that you had the money mm-hmm. with you and they will charge your service. Mm. So it has consequences and you need to be frank and you need to be specific that you want to terminate the, the agreement so that they don't run the debit order mm. that it's known. Yeah. So um just a quick one. I've got a friend that that um applied for, for car fin vehicle finance, bought a convertible um, and within a short space of time, I think within a week, that convertible broke down mm-hmm. before even the first installment was taken from the bank. Okay. And he took it up uh, with the dealership. The dealership didn't want to take responsibility. He took it up with motor vehicle ombudsman. Mm. They, they told him or whatever. And he tried to cancel it with the bank. Um, and there was a lot of problems there. How, how does one handle that? Um, consumers need to know everything. In everything, if you're dealing with a, a credit provider, you need to put it in writing, number one. Mm-hmm. Because you have to cancel in writing. So you need to have that communication. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'm surprised that the, the banking ombudsman, oh, sorry, the motor industry ombudsman did not take the technically the breaking down of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. However, I think that consumer can um, lodge a complaint directed with our officers mm-hmm. so that we can look at the facts of the matter in advance. Is it? Oh, okay, no, definitely. So now, from from an investigation perspective, Miss uh, Mister uh, Petros, um, Lao, we we are small business. Uh, we're the one that get fraudulent the most. We're the one that get all of these things. We require your services or we require your help. Mm. Right now, you are an IFM. You are a private company. You're wearing a nice suit. And you said, you know, expensive is not relative. Mm. So, but the question <laughs> it is relative. Oh, it is relative. Mm. Oh, okay. So, but now, um, do you, do, do you accommodate for small business or for an ordinary person on the street? Maybe there's somebody watching as well out there or that's going to be downloading the podcast that needs your help, that needs your services. Um, how, how do you work? Do what, you, what we really do, you know, we, Assess the cases that are coming to us. Okay. And most of the time, small businesses, you'll find that they're not, they're getting a raw deal when they go to the police station. Because we come from that space, we assist them to get assistance in dealing because they won't even have money to pay us. Mm. So in a way, we push up the case up until the case appears before court without actually 
charging people in, but we're not inviting people to be coming to us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're not inviting people, but he's saying a disclaimer. When we are, when people come and we see that there is a genuinely a case, we do assist in okay. one way or another. But if there is a big case, we, which is what we're looking at, because we, are, we also have bills to be paying, yeah. we need to, we'll definitely take the case. Yeah. Mm. Now, and I mean, I, I think, are, are you able to maybe um, elaborate on some of the cases or is it confidential? Look, what we, no, there's, there's nothing confidential, but I won't actually go into specific clients in terms of what we're doing for this client. We're currently in criminal investigation. What we do, we have commercial crime investigation. We have purely criminal investigation that we're doing. And uh, we're doing work for, for housing, for instance, where you have problems at schools with drugs and gangsterism. And we are working with the police in terms of collecting the information and make the police operationalize that information. Oh. But the problem that you are going to be having if you if you arrest kids at school, you're creating a problem, a, a perpetual problem that you will have a criminal for life. Yeah. You need to come up with uh, devise some strategies in terms of how mm. do you deal with the problem and getting the communities involved. Mm. So we are in that space in when we look at criminality and and and, uh, and gangsterism. But on the other hand, we do work with the local government. You would have heard the Auditor General talking about irregular spending that is running into billions. And most of the time, it's not a question of, of, of corruption, it's a question of shortcuts when people are doing business with business, with, with, with small business most of the time. So we do awareness programs, we do actually run workshops, particularly at the very lowest level where service delivery is supposed to be done at local government level how people can avoid getting into trouble in irregular spending, hmm. which, which, which can create problems. Irregular spending sometimes does run into corruption if, if people take shortcuts because they are not going to be following the regulations mm. and the law. And mm. the, and the, and the law. But then I'm so excited right now. Do you understand or my speed dial is improving? First speed dial is credit regulated. Mm. Second speed dial, you know, it's mm. IFM. Mm. You know? but, but I think that the question here is, do you go as far as showing up to the doorstep of the individual who owes me, just threaten them a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, most of the time, people don't collect their money. Monies, they go to the police and expect that the police is going to knock on the door. Says, no, I don't want this guy to go to jail. I just want this guy to pay me, which which is definitely going to be difficult. You need to be investigating the case. You know the advantage we have. You know, as opposed to our competitors. Other people will investigate for you and make recommendations. I think you need to open the case with the police. With us, we investigate with the eye of opening up a criminal docket. <laughs> and when it's complete, we take it to the police and say, here are your statements. This is the evidence. We follow with the paper trail. This is where we think this person and how this person was defrauded. You can just put the case number here and then take the case forward. And then we're prepared to go and testify in court at a later stage because that's what we've been doing for the better part of our lives. Mm. So, Tom, uh, are you based in Joburg? We're based in Joburg and in Pumalanga, yes. Oh, okay. Mm. So for people that want to get hold of you, where can they get in touch with you? Uh, the way we have the website with all the contact numbers. What's the uh, website it's address? The, uh, it's the IFM. It's... Uh, it's the IFM, www.theifm.co.za. Okay, uh, www.theifm.co.za. Uh, it shouldn't be IFM, it should be the IFM. The, the IFM, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That is to, to get hold of Mr. Um, you know, Petros. Um, now, 
for for people that want to get hold of 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 you, the regulator, uh, where can they get hold of you? Um, my website is www.ncr.org.za or a call center number. It's oh eight six zero six two seven six two seven. Oh, okay, my brother. Deadsafe.co.za. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also also have a call center zero eight six double one double zero triple nine. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, for me, um, I think I think I think that today is one of the best shows we've had. What do you think? I believe, I believe so as well. You know, because I think that one of my biggest takeaways is <laughs> like him. I've got a lot of numbers now. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think apart, I think apart from that though, it's just you know just that awareness. You know, because mm. one has told themselves at the beginning mm. of the year yeah. that this is how you're going to spend mm. money. So now mm. mid month, someone mm. else is coming in just to confirm that mm, you true. need to be able to spend money mm. proper, mm. and not money is not water. You know, we need to save water as well. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I think I think for me, uh, for the for the month of Jan, um, we we. It's it's important. Reality is we 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 doing these mistakes, um, and we do them repeatedly. You said we can't do the same thing over and over again, but expect different results. So we need to do something different. And one of the things that um, I think we said it's in our plan that in Jen uh, we're talking finance. Mm. So I think I think maybe uh, check with with um, you know um, Mr. Oliver's um, turning um, diary and and Miss Nosipo. I think if if we need to bring them back, let's bring them back, because um, I've not I've covered only half of 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 of, mm. of what, you know. There's still a lot that yeah. I think we need to discuss, and I think we're not we've not done justice to it. Um, if we need to do a part two of the show, let's do part two. Even if maybe continuation, it's next week, and we bring in another guest, maybe that would bring in a different element. Let's let's do that. But this is how you do radio, girl. So. You know, I think um, we, we we've done justice. I've got no doubt that whoever that that is listening out there, um, you know what, whoever that is watching, this is very informative, and it's definitely this thing that that they're learning from, and they're definitely informing from. So let me take this opportunity to thank um, all of you for for coming today uh, to the show. Um, you might underestimate, um, you know, the amount of impact that you've left here today, but take it from me, you've left so much. And I know that definitely in terms of people that are listening and watching and downloading the podcast, um, it's going to be very well informative. If ever I mean we need to do this again, please let's do this again and let's inform as much more people as we can because I know that you can save a whole lot of people um, as far as mm. those that are sinking in debt mm. as possible and definitely in terms of you you know credit service providers are taking advantage of us mm. and that's where the role that that you guys um, are definitely um, coming in and definitely but Petros calling or bring everybody to order <laughs> I think it's definitely something that um that is needed uh, but thanks a lot for 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 coming to the show and looking forward to to engaging with you again um definitely as as we go forward I know that I've got a already particular show in mind that Mr. Petros, I think we're going to want to to bring you back um, as well. But we usually close off the show in style. Um, a word of 30 seconds, uh, inspiration to someone that is watching or listening today. Sure. Yeah. Get creative this this year, actually. Um, if you struggle, you either need to reduce your expenses or increase your income. Mm. Um, 
see what plans you can make, but definitely stick to it. It takes discipline. doesn't happen overnight. Okay, ma'am. Uh, the credit market is going through a rough patch right now, so you need to budget, and um, please do not spend what you cannot afford. Hmm. Sir? Mine is that is to be content with what you have. If you spend more than you have, you'll end up being, uh, you know, <laughs> with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, let's be money savvy and work well with our money, save, have savings, investments, shares, and other things that we can afford, get things done. Definitely. Rich people stay rich by living like they are broke, but broke people stay broke by living like they are rich. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360Biz right here off Cliff Central. My name is Debo Homafodi and Budalani Balabala. We are out. Cliffcentral.com.